0: Route. The visit's twin objectives were to lift JFK's sagging poll numbers and to help fill his campaign coffers with badly needed funds. Governor John Connolly was currently embroiled in a particularly venomous dispute with senior Texas Senator Ralph Yarborough. The antipathy that raged between these two men bordered on pathological hatred. Yarborough, a passionate but isolated figure in Texas politics, felt cornered by the growing reach of the bold, popular governor. Recently, Yarborough had flung aside all efforts to broker a truce for the good of the Democratic Party, even a temporary one. He brooded over what he considered slights, seeing them as indications of dark conspiracies aimed at unseating him. He stalked the state, moving relentlessly through as many Texas counties as he could navigate, Taking stock of his allies and searching out his enemies in unlighted passageways. Since the senator knew Lyndon Johnson to be Connolly's mentor and longtime friend, it followed naturally to Yarborough that he should mistrust the vice president with the same intensity he lavished on the governor. President Kennedy recognized that a reelection campaign visit to a state where two powerful Democrats were at each other's jugglers was not ideal. But he needed not only to win Texas, but raise money there. So he sought through Kenny O'Donnell, his chief political aide, to mollify Yarborough and to enlist Connolly to the larger cause. He pressed Johnson for an all-clear signal, an indication that the time was right. But LBJ deferred to Connolly. Finally, in a private meeting with the President in Washington, Connolly agreed to the trip. The signals were hoisted. The plans were sealed, and one of the calls Johnson made was to me, knowing that I was familiar with the Texas political landscape. After a brief moment of silence, I spoke up. It'll go well, Mr. Vice President. We'll have a great event in Houston and a strong turnout. How many you figure will attend, he asked. With you and the President there, I reckon we could put 2,500 people in the Sam Houston Coliseum, maybe more. His voice was cool. Good. I'll get back in touch. The President will be sending some advanced people to Texas. I want this visit to be a big success. No foul ups, you understand? No foul ups, Mr. Vice President, not from my end. That evening, I recounted the conversation to my wife, Mary Margaret, who had started working for Senator Johnson when she graduated from the University of Texas and rose steadily in the LBJ ranks. When we met, she was one of the Vice President's Chief Lieutenants in whom he placed great trust and full confidence. Mary Margaret was totally loyal to LBJ, who valued that loyalty as well as her keen political judgment. She fortified my own judgment that this would be a crucial, highly sensitive visit, particularly the dinner in Houston. She knew how much LBJ would have invested in the success of this trip. She, like me, wanted it to go extremely well and to go extremely well according to the Vice President's assessment. The President's Texas tour began on November 21, 1963, after a stop in San Antonio. Air Force One, a sleek, silver-bellied Boeing 707, took to the air again, then eased down on runway 90 at Houston International Airport. Congressman Thomas and Senator Yarborough were already aboard Air Force One, and would disembark with President Kennedy. The Vice President and Mrs. Johnson had arrived from San Antonio only minutes earlier in Air Force Two. I checked in with security police and made a last-minute reconnaissance of the area to ensure that the motorcade cars were in the proper position and ready to go. I nodded to the police captain standing beside the open convertible that would transport the President, Mrs. Kennedy, and their party to downtown Houston's Rice Hotel, where they would rest before dinner that evening. As we waited for the president and his entourage, I chatted briefly with the vice president. He seemed calm, although his political position had seemed fragile in recent days. Columnists had been dropping vague, disquieting hints that Johnson would be dumped from the ticket in 1964. At a recent press conference, President Kennedy had answered that question head-on by making it clear that LBJ would be on the ticket with him. But the rumors had been slow to fade away. Yet the vice president never allowed his self discipline to give way. To my knowledge, LBJ never uttered a single word of criticism of the president. Indeed, I was present at the Johnson Ranch in early 1963 at a small dinner attended.